0: So welcome back to another episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira, and I want to welcome you back if you are already a part of our Carefree family. And if not, it's cool. We welcome you to go ahead and subscribe and join us. Now, as you all know, we are finished. We are done with our Creatives Versus series that we had during the month of January. So we talked about creatives versus the nine to five, creatives versus social media, networking. Um, What else did we do? We did some other stuff, family approval. Um, And lastly, creatives versus themselves, which was the episode that we had this week. And at the end of that episode, I mentioned that we were going to do a and a type of deal Um, at the end of it, at the end of the series. So this is what we're doing today. So I asked you all to submit questions, comments, um, things that you're feeling and that you're dealing with, you're trying to figure out or whatever. If you wanted me to help you out a little bit, I got you. So that's what we're supposed to do today. Now, mind you, this is Friday that I'm recording this and it was supposed to go up today, but I was not feeling well last night. So I didn't get to record it, but I'm actually glad that I didn't because I've been able to go and read the um, questions that you all submitted me. And today I really got to sit down and think about what my response will be to some of your questions. So we're just going to hop right in some of the questions I did filter out because a few of them were repetitive. They were asking like the same things, but I did answer every single last question, just the ones that were like, um, and you'll see like some were asking about inspiration, generally asking the same thing. So I just created one huge answer. Now with that being said, let's just hop right in. The first question is how do you promote yourself? So Honestly, I still feel like I'm not the best at promoting myself, but if I were to give you advice, I would say don't be afraid of posting yourself. I know when I did my very first short film, which is what I really want to get into, um, I was scared to post it on my personal Instagram page, anywhere, honestly. I didn't want to post it on my Instagram. I didn't want to post it on my Facebook, nowhere, because I thought, like, this isn't what people know me for. And they're going to be like, where is this coming from? And they're going to judge me. But don't think about people. Post what you have going on and be proud of your accomplishments. Be proud of the things that you're creating. And also ask your friends to share things on their stories for you so that you can get some exposure. I know people are like really fickle about their instagram fees now a year and two years ago you used to be able to ask your friend to post something on their page for you and they wouldn't have a problem but now people have themes going on people have like pre-planned posts so they don't really want that stuff on their page anymore so you can just ask them hey can you post this on your story for me and tag me so ask your friends use hashtags but also be aware of not using too many hashtags only use hashtags that are relevant to whatever it is that you have going on and just put yourself out there and let people know what you do and also use as many social media networks as possible um but use the ones that are relative use the ones that make sense to what you have going on so like if you need a twitter if you need an instagram i don't think people really use snapchat like that anymore but if they do use that so just think about the platforms that would be beneficial to you, I'll say that, and promote yourself on them. The next question says, do you have a business? And if so, what are your tips for new entrepreneurs? So yes, well, I had a business. Um, I sold shirts and other little knickknacks like that for about four years. And I still own my license currently. But I have had it put on a hold now for tax purposes because the way that kind of works is even if you aren't selling, like if you're not actively selling, you still have to submit tax information. And I just got kind of tired of doing that. So I called them and was like, hey, can you put this on hold for me? Because I'm not actively selling. But anyway, my tips are to get licensed. These people, they do not play about taxes. And hopefully, your goal is to reach a wide scale and audience. So there are going to be more eyes on you eventually. And those eyes include the government. So get your tax license registered um, with your state. Get your name registered um, so you don't have any issues with that in the future. And also do your due diligence. And that just means do your research in advance. So know what you're getting into, whatever field that is. If that's selling something, know how much those things are going to cost you. And how much you need to charge in order for you to get a profit from it. Also, if you're selling something, test those items yourself before you put it on the market. So before you sell it to people, test those things yourself. Y'all, I'm about to give y'all free game. This is free game right here. So if if you're selling something, wear it for a month or wear it for two months, however long you see fit. See if it's comfortable. See if it washes well. And I'm not just talking about clothing like... If you're doing makeup, beauty products, if you're selling hats, socks, bags, I don't care what it is, test it yourself. Ask your friends to test it and have them let you know what they honestly thought about it and don't be afraid if they say, you know what, I didn't really like it, like I carried it a week and the strap broke on me or I carried it two weeks or I wore your hat for a day and it hurt my head. So ask them to be honest with you when they're testing your products. Also, create social media accounts, again, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and use that to bring people into the product. If you know people that you trust and they have heavy followings and their followers are the type of people you want as customers, that part is very important because sometimes people can have a heavy following, but if your audience is not women or if your audience is not men... um. And the majority of their followers are people that are not in your audience. It's no point of asking them. But if you do know people and their audience are people that you want as potential customers, tell them, you know what, in exchange for me sending you this free product, can you post for me? And tag the page when you post. Now, this advice might not be applicable to people who get paid to post. Those kind of people, they're going to want money But you can get more customers, I feel, that you can get more customers from someone who has 2,000 followers and all of those followers or most of those followers trust whoever the person is than with someone who has 300,000 followers and they're posting a new sponsored product every other week. And also, get a business plan together and do a SWOT analysis this, listen, this business degree I got is really jumping out of me right now. But yeah, do a SWOT analysis. And SWOT just stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And I feel like it's so important for every business to have that when they're just starting out, when you're in your pre-planning stage, you need to do those things. And you can Google them, and they have plenty of templates online for you to see and learn. So yeah, those are my tips for beginning entrepreneurs, because I just keep going and going, y'all. And we'll go into marketing, social media management, all of that. And we just don't have the time today. Um, so, yeah, all of the rest of that stuff comes later that I just mentioned. But if you start with those tips, I think and I do believe that you will have a solid foundation. So hopefully that helps you. Now, the next question, um, how do you deal with copycats? this this right here i feel you so it's annoying it really is annoying but the beauty of having someone copy you is that you know you're doing something right 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 but i do know that that sounds better than it feels when you are doing something and you every time you turn around you see somebody else doing the exact same thing you spend your time you spend your money into this innovation or this idea, and you don't want someone else to come and steal the blueprint that you created and just go off and duplicate it. It's very disheartening, and it makes you want to just give it up because it's like, what's the point? But I saw this quote. I'm always seeing quotes, but I saw this quote, and it says, People who rely on others' work for their sole source of inspiration won't last in the long run, and worrying about them takes away from focusing on you. And I couldn't agree more with that. And I felt like that was definitely applicable to this question. The time that you spend thinking about how they're basically, whoever this person is, is basically ripping off what you're doing is distracting you from making what you have even better. So while you've created something and they come and they start creating the same thing, while they're doing that, keep reinventing the wheel and adding to or subtracting from what you're doing already. Um, people can co- copy a post, people can copy a outfit, a image, words. They can even copy captions, but they will never be able to be you. Like They can never be the source that those things come from. And also keep in mind that your art, whatever it is, is just an extension of who you are as a person. And you are the thing that gives the art the reach that it has. You're the reason why this person even wants to copy you in the first place. So they can copy, but they'll never be able to think with the same thought that you put into it. And they'll never know what you do um, to create that thing. What roadblocks you ran into that you had to kind of readjust to go over. So look. that as your advantage it's like you'll always be two steps ahead and never behind this person and this is nothing new y'all like think back to back in the day so Sam Cooke I'm sure we all have heard of Sam Cooke before he wrote and sung that song um, a change is gonna come now that song came out in 1964 and then so he does the song in 1964 then the Supremes Otis Redding Aretha Franklin and 15 other artists 15 took the song and released their own versions less I mean it was between 1965 and 1969 so four years in between so this is nothing new and it happens but if you do it do it so that no one living or dead could even do a better job at it than you and that's a quote from Martin Luther King Yes, so that's my advice on that and hopefully that helps you. The next question says, I have a podcast and it's been a struggle to maintain it. Do you have any suggestions in areas of content slash engagement with listeners or consistency with listeners? And do you have a day to write slash organize all of your content and pre-record? And how are you measuring your base? So I mentioned in... An episode of this series, I really don't remember which one, that I schedule everything. It may have been the most recent episode, I'm not sure, but I mentioned that I schedule everything. So, I mean, do I always follow the schedule? No. Perfect example, this episode was supposed to come out Friday morning, but I didn't feel well to record Thursday night, so here we are with the episode a day later. Things change, and that's okay. But in my calendar, at the start of every month, the very first day I write on each Tuesday that there's going to be a new episode of the podcast, period. I know that. And because I know that, I know that I need to have the episode uploaded by Monday, right? If it comes out Tuesday, it needs to be uploaded the day before. And that means I need to record before Monday so I don't feel stressed or overwhelmed On Monday, If I'm like, I need to record today, I need to um, organize it, upload it, blah, blah, blah. blah. So I want to record before Monday. So typically that means the weekend. And before I start recording, I have to write everything out, like what we're going to be talking about in the episode so I don't go off on tangents. And I mean, like, my thoughts are organized. Now, when you say, when you ask, how do I organize my content? Um, It just depends on what I feel like we need to talk about that week or that month in general, like how we did January where it was just an entire series and not just episodes with different topics. Um, It was kind of like streamlined. So I keep my ear to the streets. (laughs) I'm kidding, but I'm really not kidding. Um, I listen to a lot of you all and I listen to my friends. Um, If there's something that people say or you say and I feel like, It involves a larger issue that I feel needs to be addressed. Um, I may decide that that's what we're going to talk about that week on the podcast. So that's how it works with me coming up with ideas and stuff. And as far as measuring my base, I like to look at the average plays of an episode. So I can see like total plays overall from every episode. And I can also see like individual episodes. But I like to look at... The average plays because it gives you a number, and it just averages all of your episodes, so you can see generally where you stand. And like I said, you can look at individual episodes and see which episodes got the most listens and stuff like that. But don't get too caught up in numbers because everything that counts it doesn't matter, and everything that matters can't be counted. So I don't care if an episode got two listens. Um, If one of those listeners writes me and says, dang, Shakira, I really needed to hear what you said in that episode. Well, if they said that I did what I was supposed to do two listeners or not. And in response to your question about consistency with listeners, it's podcasting. Okay, like my carefree family, I've come to realize you all are filled with three different types of people. And I love all of y'all to death. But you have the first wave. These are the people. Y'all listen to the episode the day it comes out. Like, I, the episode comes out at 9 a.m. I can check it at 9, 10 a.m. And see the amount of listeners it already has. So I have that first wave. Like, they're they going to be there. 9 a.m. sharp waiting And then you have the second wave. These are the people who listen a few days later, and I love them too. Um, Some of them may listen when they get some free time, or maybe they're at school, or they're at work, and they get to tune in maybe a week later. And then you have the ones that, these are the ones that keep me on my toes, because they listen months and weeks after an episode has come out. Um, But they keep me on my toes because they'll tweet something about a thing I said in an episode from three or four months ago. And I have to go back and listen like, dang, what did I say on there? What are they talking about? So people will come when they get ready, especially when it comes to podcasts. Um, So you just have to be there when they do. Don't trip off of numbers. Don't worry about instant gratification. But I hope all of that helps. Next question, how do you maintain a connection to your creativity? So personally, I'll give y'all the real tea. There are, say, 30 to 31 days in a month, right? Not counting February. And of those 30 to 31 days, I may feel inspired or creative 7 to 10. And that's on a good month. Um, one thing I've learned is that you can't force Creativity it is elusive. There is a great TED Talk. It's on YouTube and you can search. Let me see. The name of it is Your Elusive Creative Genius. It's very good and I feel like it may help you when it comes to that but it really helped me get things into perspective when it comes to creativity. So for me when it comes, I just have to kind of stop what I'm doing and cater to it in that moment because if I don't There's no telling when it's coming back again. So I always keep a notebook with me, always. And on the rare occasions that I don't, my phones, the note section in my phone is like full of little words or ideas that I need to jot down really quickly. But for me, the key is um, just to always be open to the thoughts. And this may sound like a little nutty, but... You have to let your mind be free to like allow thoughts or ideas to pass through. So last month, I started doing yoga in the evenings for 30 to 50 minutes. And I also use the Headspace app on my phone in the mornings. So before I even get out of my bed, I put the phone on and I put it by my side and I, you know, meditate off of the Headspace app. And once I've done my meditations, I try to put the phone away and not look at it. I may look at it when I'm walking out of the door in the morning, but I try not to look at it before then. And after I meditate, I pray. So I get on my knees and I've just found that for me being in that position, like on my knees, it keeps my mind from wandering during prayer as opposed to me praying any other way. So yeah, and also, I try not to watch a lot of negative stuff or just, like, junk, like drama channels on YouTube, reality TV, although I will watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, but that's it, really. And I've noticed that the more I went without watching stuff that was really of no benefit to me, um, when I actually would try to go back and watch it, I would be, like, three minutes in, and I would think, like, I don't even care about these people or I don't even care about this. Why am I watching it? And I click off. So I guess to maintain my connection to my creativity, um, I try to find ways that work for me where I'm not taking in a bunch of junk and my mind is free of a lot of thoughts that may cloud up my thinking. So that's the yoga. That's the meditation. That's the prayer. Um, Mindfully watching TV, limiting my phone use. And I also read a lot. But find what works for you and just experiment and take what you like and leave what you don't. All right, next question. How do you deal with hesitation to start? Just do it. Do it. And I know you're probably like, Shakira, you say this all the time. Like, it's just really not that easy, you know. But let me tell you a secret. It is that easy. Like, if you're taking time out to plan things, to research, maybe even buy a few items you need or feel like will help you be better at whatever it is that you want to do, then sure, take that time to do that. Take that time to strategize so you aren't just launching something just to say you did it, but don't use that time as an excuse to drag your feet. Sometimes we get so nervous and that hesitation just makes us wait longer and longer don't do that buy what you need to buy watch however many tutorials you need to watch um get your pre-planning done but keep in mind that the real lessons aren't going to come until you actually do it that's when you're really going to see what works and what doesn't work what you like and what you don't like so don't hesitate um my favorite sport is basketball some of y'all going to understand this analogy and some of y'all not. It's cool. But almost every time I watch a game, if a player is about to shoot a three, he's at a three-point line or she, and if they hesitate, almost every time they will miss the shot. And that happens because they thought about it too long. But when they just get the ball, set at their feet, and shoot without the hesitation, the ball makes it more times than when they hesitate. So I say that to say just shoot. Don't think too hard. Don't put too much thought into it. So either you make it or you don't, but the game keeps going. And while it's going, learn what you need to learn so that you can adjust your shot for the next time and just keep shooting. So don't hesitate. And that's my answer on that. Next question. It says you spoke in one of the earlier episodes that sometimes you have to focus on putting in the work and that may look like not getting enough sleep example going to bed later or waking up earlier how do you find the balance of taking care of yourself um getting to know yourself pouring into yourself while also working towards your goals and your arts i'm a dancer and i condition and work hard for the sole purpose of becoming a better trained dancer but will skip out on taking care of myself for my health and sanity how do you find that balance and set that boundary and also what do those actions look like day-to-day regarding your art so i'm actually very glad that you asked this so when i say put the work in and that may look like staying up later getting up earlier etc i do believe that but some of that time may be found by stepping away from things that don't really matter like social media i don't want y'all to think that i'm saying you have to be just go 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 stay up later wake up early every day i'm not saying that Because we're human, Um, our bodies will let us know when they're tired or when we're pushing them too hard. And you're a dancer. So your body is your source of creating your art. Um, But this goes for any of you. Take care of yourself. Do I get a lot done? Yes. But do I also have days where I do absolutely nothing? Yes. I binge watch shows um I will fall down the YouTube rabbit hole sometimes and on Friday nights I give myself facials so do spend that time with yourself and allow yourself to some some space to play for your sanity like you said but when you ask how do I set that boundary and what does that look like day to day with me it's tricky because it it took some real self evaluation Like, am I saying I need some me time because I really do? Or am I just avoiding going to the studio and practicing? So learn yourself in and out. And I spend a lot of time really getting to know me and what my body feels like when it's trying to tell me it's time to put this other stuff down and listen to itself like I get headaches I get irritable I get stiff I feel bogged down and overwhelmed and all of those things alert me that it's time for me to check out for a few days sometimes all I need is one day but to be at your best um you must first be doing well internally and that's mentally that's spiritually that's physically all of those things but on the day-to-day, I find myself getting a lot more done when I'm not aimlessly scrolling on my phone. Um, and when I have an hour or two free here and there, just going ahead and getting stuff done that I really don't want to do. like. I'm in school, so if I have an hour here or two hours here, I'm like, let me just sit down and do this homework. I really don't want to do it, but let me do it now, so that way I don't have to cram the day before and try to do it. And When I do that, um, I feel like I have more time to spend with myself, so just have better time management, and also listen to your body. Don't push it too hard. Like Your body can take a lot, but Stay in tune with your main player, like Cat Williams say, and your main player is you. Hopefully that helps, girl. Next question: um, I have fear that what I'm doing is not its best every single time. Is that considered self doubt? Absolutely, it is. Um, you answered your own question, but I think that some of that is actually good to have when you have the correct amount. It keeps you from settling with mediocrity, simply put. And I've said this before, but it's not going to be perfect every single time. But you can try to get it as close to perfect as you can. And when you can't do any more, then let it be. Like I have so many things where I'm like, I wish I could just change this on that. Or I wish I could just do this to this and then it'll be perfect. But when I release it, people aren't even thinking about those things that I thought were so important to perfect. So hopefully that helps you out when it comes to searching for perfection when you're creating things. You can't do it. (laughs) Just, you know, get rid of that self-doubt. Next, finding other creatives who get it because I'm low-key shy and my regular friends can't relate-relate. Relatable, I have four core friends. Um, Two of them are in the healthcare field and one is in insurance. So they couldn't care less about what I got going on over here. Well, they care, but not to the extent that I do. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. Now, the fourth friend is into some of the same things that I am. She's a YouTuber. She models. I don't. But I'm just saying that because she's more so on this side of the spectrum. But me and her weren't close, close until we started talking about our goals. So even if it's just one other person that you know or that you can find that gets it and you can vent to them and bounce ideas off of them, then I feel like you're going to be in good standing. You can also go to different conferences. Again, I talk about this all the time, but Summit 21, I promise Like, they're not sponsoring me when I said this, but I have met so many amazing people there. And I've been following those people since last year at the conference. And we have supported each other from different sides of the country, from all over. So, attend events. Attend local events. You don't even have to go to a conference that you have to pay for. Talk to people. There are also Facebook groups created for the sole purpose of things like this. For you to be able to find like minded people. So, 2190 has one on Facebook. I'm a part of it. And join, and you can grow your network from there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. (coughs) Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, we got our sponsorship out of the way. Let's finish these questions on off, shall we? Now, the next question says... I'm struggling to create original content that people would be interested in and I just peeked at the next question after that and they're really similar so similar so I'm going to combine them and the next question says I'm feeling torn between unique and genuine content or following what's trendy at the moment. Okay so what I've learned about this I specifically learned from being on YouTube. So many people on YouTube base their content on what's getting views at the moment. So pranks, challenges, I don't even know what they have going on there right now because I filter through all of that. But my advice on this is that some of it is okay in moderation. And let me explain that. If there's something trendy at the moment that you are genuinely interested in and you want to get in on then sure go for it but don't do it every single time like you don't have to do every single trendy or viral video and this doesn't just apply to youtube any of you if you do that you will start to lose your source of originality and there are people i I promise you that there are people out there searching for The other side of what's trendy, there are people that don't want to see that stuff done 50,000 times, they want to break from seeing that. So, create those unique things and that genuine content, and don't worry about if people like it or not. Who cares? Do you? And I saw a Gary V clip last night, and I feel like you should go watch it, it's on his page. But I want to read the caption for you. The caption says, You're more because someone said to him. Something along the same lines of what you both are asking, because they said they wanted to create content, but they felt like they weren't interesting enough. So this was in response to that that you know concern that that person brought up to him. But the caption says, "You're more interesting than you think if you actually put out content about your full self instead of what you think will get likes." And he's right. Likes don't mean nothing, y'all. Likes don't mean a thing. Um, I like stuff every day. Does that mean that I'm actually invested in what that person is doing and what they got going on? No. Absolutely not. So remember that when you're creating, um, likes are not a measure of success. Create what you want. Create what satisfies you and your soul. Uh, that sounded real deep, but it's true and I hope that helps you. Next question, I'm struggling with focus, Um, distractions from the biggest objectives, for example, life plans, etc. So, right now, I am listening to this audiobook, and the name of the audiobook is, the name of it is Made to Stick, Why Some Ideas Survive and Others Die, and I'm taking notes from this audiobook as I go, but One of the things they emphasize in the book is how important prioritizing is. We try to do too much. We'll say, okay, for three hours, I'm just going to sit at this desk or I'm going to go to Starbucks for three hours. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write five pages of this. I'm going to respond to emails. I'm going to edit that. I'm going to make a graphic for this. And then you look back two hours later and you realize you really didn't accomplish anything. So prioritize what's the most important thing for you to do right now whatever it is in that moment what is the most pressing matter you need to attend to and that is what you focus your attention on i feel way more accomplished when i get when i start one thing and i finish that one thing rather than pieces of five different things and i kind of sort of get them done and always keep the main objective in your mind so what is your ultimate goal? Like you said, your life, um, your biggest objectives, your life plans. What are they? What is all of this for? That's also going to help you weed out what's important for you to prioritize and what's not. If something doesn't align with the ultimate goal and your objective, kick it to the side completely. Or if you can't kick it completely, wait to do it because it's not as important as other things. So yeah, prioritize, prioritize, and prioritize, I cannot emphasize that enough. Next, I am wanting to find originality or a new way outside of the norm. So this seems to be a reoccurring thing that people are dealing with, and that's originality. One thing I just um, thought about in an interview I did last year, and if you want to go listen to it, you can search success on demand on Apple podcast and find it find the episode that I'm in but I was talking she asked me a question along this same line like how do you have originality and I told her that when I was designing shirts I intentionally did not go on pages of people who did the same thing because I didn't want to be tainted um, I guess you could say by what they were creating so find your voice and what you like, and build your foundation on that. And if it helps you, don't look at what's popping at the moment. Like, if you want to draw inspiration from that, sure. But, I just all together, I try not to look at those things, and I just think about what I like as an individual, and create from there, because I don't want to see something somebody else made, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Let me put my spin on it. That's not original. So... That's what I do. And like they say on that Drake song, like that other stuff is here today and gone tomorrow. So do you, boom? Next question. How do you find inspiration? So I think Janae and I spoke about this. We did. We spoke about this in Creatives versus Social Media. And I think this also ties into one of the questions earlier about how I stay connected to my creativity. So in addition to yoga that I said, meditation and everything else, um... If I need to find inspiration for something, I go on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. I save things to different boards. I go to Books A Million or Barnes & Noble. And I look through their magazines and I see what's popping in the magazines. And if you're someone who seeks inspiration from nature, like go sit at a park. Go to a poetry night. Go to the movies by yourself. And some of y'all probably like shaking in your boots when I say that. I don't know why people are scared to go to the movies alone. Like I do it all the time. I just thoroughly enjoy my own company, but I realize everybody's not like that. So maybe not go to the movies by yourself, but get up and get out of the house. Like you're not going to be inspired if you're just sitting in your bed, you know, staring at the wall. And also one thing that I found inspires me so much is listening to my family talk, like my extended family, because they're a wild group. But hearing them talk about, back in the days like different stories and stuff that's also inspiring to me so again find what works for you all of this this is like general information that I'm giving you all and take that like take what I'm saying but apply it to your life like find what fits with you two questions left So this next question says, I'm wondering if I'll get the support I need. So you didn't really go into detail about this. Like, I don't know what your chosen field is, whether it's music, like art, content creation. I don't know. But don't get too caught up in support because I I literally sat down thinking which one of these platforms would someone absolutely need, like for it to be dire support for. And I couldn't think of any of them. So, just keep doing what you're supposed to do. And one thing I thought about when I was thinking about this question was, if you get a lemonade stand, say you make a lemonade stand, and you made lemonade every day for a month, and nobody came for an entire month and you made lemonade. On that last day, you're like, I'm over this, I'm out, I'm done. The very next day, a jogger comes by and this jogger is thirsty, thirsty, as all get out, and they see a lemonade stand, but then they go up to it and no one's there. You just missed out on your chance. So keep creating, keep creating, and people will come. So that's my answer to that. And last question, Um, and this is referring to dance. She says, sometimes I want to learn or create choreography, but I don't have a space that I can really go to without distractions to be free and create. So me and her actually had a conversation about this, but I wanted to share this with any of you in case you were in the same predicament when it comes to this. Um, And I told her there are community centers. So you might not be able to dance in your apartment. You might not be able to dance in your house. You may not be able to dance in um, your dorm, wherever you may be, but utilize the tools that you have. Like these community centers a lot of them. I would, I would even venture to say the majority of them have rooms that you can utilize for whatever it is you have going on. Like, I know a bunch of them where I live. They have like, what are they called? Oh, ceiling ceiling to floor mirrors. Ooh, I just went brain dead for a second. But they have the mirrors that you can use, especially if you're a dancer. I think they're actually made for you all. And create a relationship with the people that work at the community center and say, hey, every Thursday, can I come and use this space? And the worst thing they can say is no. And they can't tell you no because you can't use it. They may say no because another group is using it. And if so give them another day that you can do. And if they have like their afternoons book, ask what time do you open? I'll come for the first hour that you're opening because nine times out of 10, unless it's the summer, people aren't going to be there. So use your local community centers, your YMCAs. I don't even know if they have YMCAs anymore. I'm not sure. But, you know, use the tools that you have. Like if, if you all don't get anything else from me, I want you to get that you have so, you have access to so much. You have access to so many resources. You have access to so many different people that you don't even know that you could be using to get further and accomplish the things that you need. And a lot of these tools are free, but it just requires you to think a little bit about it. And sometimes it's things that you don't even think about. Like, I know we don't think about community centers anymore because community centers were things that we did like in middle school and stuff, but they're still around. I promise (laughs) y'all. So that is all the questions that we have. This was fun. If you all like this little Q&A type style thing, I really think that you all did because you asked questions. If you like it, let me know, and let me know if you were someone um, that I answered your question. Let me know if it was helpful to you, and if I need to go in-depth about anything else, just, you know, shoot me a DM, and we'll chop it up. So before we get out of here, I want to remind you all that it is Black History Month. It is the second day of Black History Month. Be great this month, y'all. We're going to do a few little things for Black History Month. On the Instagram page and also here on the podcast, but I will update you all about that on this Tuesday. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Before we get out of here, you can follow us on Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Carefree Black Pod. That is Carefree B L K P O D. And you can keep up with us there. You all have an awesome and safe weekend. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. And we'll see you this in a few days, actually, in the next episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys.